It's a bunch of crazy stories written by the Brothers Grimm. And now you're gonna learn all about them, listening to the Brothers Grimm. Students and scholars, friends and relations, welcome to the Brothers Dim podcast, where we, Mike and Phil, discuss... The crazy ass stories written down and recorded by the Brothers Grimm. My name is Phil, as I said. And my name is Mike. How are you doing? <laughs> um, decent. Okay. <laughs> Not dead yet. Oh, well, that's good. How about you? I have RSV. My son got RSV at daycare. And everyone at that daycare got RSV. And uh, and then he gave it to me. But oh. I'm on the mend. Children but... are the gift they keep on giving. I wasn't sick for three years during covid and i have since this kid has started going to daycare i have i look and feel like bill belichick <laughs> who also looks like he's just constantly got the flu <laughs> but he's um, playing through it not for much long if he keeps on going the way he's going that's true because the patriots are terrible this year although maybe maybe uh maybe the patriot nation's ready to get zapped that's all part of bill's plan i'm sure i i would hope so but <laughs> That all aside, we have today one of the most important folk tales. Arguably, I would say one of the most just one of the most important folk tales to that exists. Oh my god! Possibly in history, I'm I'm not sure what how you would measure that, but um, That's, it's one of the biggest ones. And I'm sure you saw some of the same research that I did. And I came across some notes from Professor Emeritus of German Literature and Folklore at the University of Minnesota, our good friend uh, Doctor Zips. Oh, nice. Great hero to the Brothers Dim. Dr. Zips, of course, you are always welcome to do a guest spot on the podcast anytime you <laughs> like. We would even tone down our swearing. Since he's not fucking here, <laughs> I won't tone down fucking shitballs. That's what I say. Anyways, Professor Zips has this tale marked as going all the way back to the year zero or somewhere thereabouts. There's a version about a, a Greek slave girl who marries an Egyptian king, and it's just propagated throughout. I guess the Greeks went and conquered the whole world and their stories went with them. That they did. At its core, back to the story, someone who was ignored, passed over, possibly even purposefully held back by circumstance or her stepsisters, <laughs> and, then, and then achieves greatness. Do you have anything, Mike, to add before we get to the plot? Because I think, uh, I, you know, it's funny. I know, I think a lot of people are going to know the main beats of this story like the slipper but it is grim yeah so <laughs> no it is and i'm i mean we, we could talk about it later but i I was expecting a standard grim's hard right turn or, or even like a full s after the story we know and it yeah. really wasn't i feel like that the story we know is more or less present kind of yeah. anyways without further ado let Go me get it. into the plot of story number 21 by the brothers grim cinderella once upon a time a rich man's wife is dying and she knew she was dying. So she called her daughter to her bedside and said, sweet child, be good and do good. Be pious. I'll be looking down on you from heaven. And then, you know, she dies and over the winter because, you know, it gets cold in Germany and a man has needs. <laughs> Daddy takes a new wife and then sticks around, which that, that is something a little bit different. It's an important That's crazy. point. <laughs> is, yeah. He's around and he's watching all of this mistreatment go down and does exactly jack and shit to stop it. 
anyways uh new wife moves in with her two daughters and immediately they start mistreating the girl made her do all the housework they won't even give her food unless she works in the kitchen they steal all her stuff they make her wear a sack they dump her dinner in the fire every night <laughs> for her to pick out of the ashes and me and the the the, the dad I mean, he's still rich <laughs> he goes at one point he goes to a fair he's like well what presents do you girls want one girl says oh jewels one asks for dresses and he gets them he can afford a house servant then presumably but doesn't keep cinderella working working <laughs> in there and by the way cinderella is not her name no 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 that we is never... that is a that's an atrocious nickname given because she sleeps in the in the, in the ashes of the fire every night and the dad calls her that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my He's primary like, notes yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to it later but he asks cinderella what she wants she just asks for a stick she says the first branch which knocks against your hat on your way home and he's like, okay, <laughs> he gets, so he gets all that Cinderella, he gets all the jewels and the dresses and then a branch and Cinderella takes the branch, brings it to the graveyard, plants over her mom's grave and cries on it. And it grows into a nice big tree. Cinderella then goes to three times a day to pray and cry. And at some point, a little white bird shows up and anything Cinderella wishes for she gets, but she doesn't really wish for anything. So then it happens. The king announces he's going to have a three day festival. So the beautiful young girls of the kingdom <laughs> can come and he can find a wife for his son. Nice little meat market for the prince. But everyone's very excited. Two stepsisters are set to go. Cinderella wants to go with them. Stepmom's like, well, you, you're all dirty and you don't have any good dresses or jewels. So, you know what? Actually, here just throws a bunch of lentils into the fire and says, if you can pick all the lentils out in two hours, you can go with us. <laughs> Cinderella, apropos of nothing, goes out the back door and calls out to the birds to come and help her. And come the birds do, peck all the lentils out of the fire and they leave. Cinderella goes up to the stepmom, says, finished. Uh, stepmom's <laughs> like, first of all, you still don't have a dress and you can't dance. Second of all, here's two <laughs> more dishes of lentils into the fire for you. <laughs> the stepmom and sisters, they go off to the ball. Cinderella goes to her mom's grave and says a poem. She says, shiver and quiver, little tree, silver and gold throw down over me. Birds up there tosses down a gown and some silver and silk slippers. Off to the ball. She looks great. Stepmom and sister see her, but no one knows it's Cinderella. Prince sees Cinderella and it is on. That is, it's, She's all he wants. Dances only with her. Finally, she's tired and wants to go home. Prince says, no problem, I'll walk you home. Because he wanted to, quote, see to whom this beautiful maiden belonged. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to meet her dad. So anyways, but she, she runs off and hides in a pigeon coop. And then, this is odd, but... Okay, so the king's son waited until Cinderella's father came. And I, I'm going to leave that alone for the moment, but we, we can return to it. But. Yeah, that's that's a note of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderella's father is there, though, and says, could it be Cinderella? Chops down the pigeon coop, but she has already fucked off out the back, sneaks home. Whole family goes home, and there's Cinderella in her bed, which at this point is just the fireplace. <laughs> and she's in her sack. So day two of the festival, carbon copy of night one with you know food in the fire cinderella goes to her mom's grave calls up to the bird bird sends down another even more beautiful dress everyone goes to the festival cinderella separately but as soon as the prince sees her he's on her like a black line on a lima bean dance all night she gets tired leaves uh this time climbs a pear tree to get away and they call her father again say girls up the tree the father wonders if it's cinderella chaps down the tree she's already sleeping back in the fireplace 
Day three comes, and the prince has a stratagem. He has smeared pitch all over the stairs. So this time when she runs away, she'll she'll get caught up in the sticky tar. Sure enough, Cinderella arrives, more splendid than ever, this time wearing golden slippers. Cinderella escapes again, but in running away, she loses a slipper. They go to Cinderella's father. They say, okay, the girl I love's foot fits into this slipper, and I guess she's at your house. Two stepsisters, though they know they are not the girl, are delighted. And there is no explanation as to why this house is the only one they try, but um, <laughs> it's just the first this, one, I'm sure. It's just the it's the closest one to the castle. <laughs> Sister well, I mean, one, she, she makes it back pretty quickly each night, so maybe. Uh, yeah, no, it's a hop, skip, and a jump away. She doesn't have a carriage or nothing. But Sister One takes the show, realizes her foot's too big. Mom is like, just cut your big toe off, and it'll fit. She does. The shoe fits, and uh, oh, hey, if the shoe fits. Oh, I wonder if that's from this. You know what? It doesn't matter. Shoe fits. The prince says, great, you're my girl. But it was not to be for as they're riding away in the carriage, a couple of pigeons shout down a little poem and they're like, bro, check her actual feet. And the prince does. Sure enough, shoe full of blood. No toe. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, here, you ain't you ain't the one goes back. Second sister has a wise idea. She shaves off the heel of her foot (laughs) to get the shoe on shoe fits but again the pigeons again like dude look 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 inside the the shoe man and he does girls bleeding all over so again says oh yeah right shit okay you're not the one either prince says is there any other ladies in here and cinderella's dad says this about his daughter (laughs) (laughs) says no there's only only a little stunted kitchen wench which my late wife left behind but it can't be her prince is just like well bring her up (laughs) they argue a bit but prince finally he says like i'm the goddamn future king bring this woman out finally they do the shoe fits they ride away pigeons assure the prince that they got the right one they fly down and sit one each on cinderella's shoulders prince is like oh and also yeah i recognize this face so that that (laughs) makes sense and then the prince and the birds and cinderella all go back to the castle and and then just like a little extra (laughs) At the wedding night, the stepsisters, now they're trying to get in good favor with Cinderella. They show up and say, oh, hey, girl, you know what? We'll go to church with you. How about that? And she says, okay. They sit on either side of her, and then the birds just peck out both of their eyes, and and they both end up blind. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Howdy and raspberries. Where to begin? My first question was, where is dad? And then, the and, then and then he and then he shows up and he's like, hey, Cinderella, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell do you want? Stunted what if, kitchen I mean, wench. What if she had said, you know, extravagant gowns and, and jewels? Would he actually have gotten that or would he still be like, no, nah, I'll just get you a No, that's a good point. Maybe she didn't even bother to ask for the good stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is like, the seventh time this has happened. Even if I fucking ask for a new bike. <laughs> My stepsisters are just going to steal the fucking bike or the dresses or the jewels or whatever. And they're going to make me sleep in a sack. So I just, you know what? Give me a stick. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Dad's an ass. I was expecting this to be the standard. Dad has disappeared and maybe they forgot to mention it or what, but no, he's, he's right there. Just joining right in. Yeah. Cause Cinderella in the, I love the Disney movie is where I first, I guess, encountered Cinderella, which I'm sure most people did, but yeah, dad's not there. 
No, he he remarries the the evil lady, and then he dies shortly after that. So she's yeah. Cinderella's just left with the stepmother and the stepsisters. We've had some bad dads in yeah. in these stories. Well, to be fair, he didn't try to sell this one or leave her to die in the woods. Although <laughs> maybe this is worse because if you get left to die in the woods, actually, you usually end up pretty pretty well off. Uh, there was the dad was it twelve ravens, seven ravens, the twelve brothers. Oh, okay. it was just called. Yeah, okay. But they were oh, turned okay. into ravens or, yeah, they, or yeah. something. Do you want to talk about moral? I mean, there's. I I know what the moral's supposed to be. It's piousness and goodness, yeah. and stick to your your lane, no matter how terrible people are, and uh, maybe it'll work out for you. Yeah, or maybe it's... they'll just keep throwing your shit in the in the ashes, and you have to pick lentils <laughs> out forever. It's more pious than it because she's not really kind. She's yeah, just not yeah, greedy. no, it's true. Yeah, and she doesn't seem to mind that her she's like oh yeah you can come to church with me <laughs> it's almost like she's more like a kicked dog like she's not good but no. she just kind of takes the abuse and just keeps going just, okay no midnight in this story or midnight aside nope. no yeah. re- no real magic i guess the bird which i'm guessing is the mom right yeah i guess or the mom sent the birds to help because right. she said yeah. I mean, with that, I mean, that's a type of magic, but and make, you know, throwing the dresses down to I don't know where the dresses are coming from. Not in a bippity boppity boo fairy godmother magic, though. No, no, uh, no pumpkins. And she just gets tired. Yeah, that, that's it. She's just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, gotta, she, just, she knows she knows when her when her time's up at a party. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't understand how fucking awful it is living with these people. And if they find <laughs> out that I came to this party, if I don't get home before them, like never get bad as. Yeah, <laughs> they are going to literally beat me to death. I, and if, I, I if I'm asleep when they get home, then I will avoid most of the beatings. Yeah, they just make fun of me. I get to hear it about it. <laughs> ATU, Arn Thompson, type 510A, persecuted heroin or straight up the Cinderella. 510B, by the way, is just called donkey skin. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why they share the same number. I'm sure we're, I'm sure we're going to find out. At some I, point. I cannot wait till we get to that one. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, yeah, this story has been roaming around the world for 2000 years. Everyone has multiple versions. It shows up three times in the Arabian Nights. In 1893, there someone in Britain produced a, a book that was just 345 variants of Cinderella. Wow. And that was 130 years ago. That's intense. I mean, yeah. That's a like that's a that's a hardcore thesis right there. That is. And that's not even it's probably not even a complete accounting. That's the best the they, they did. Chaucer had one. There was one in the Decameron. So one thing okay. is interesting is um I don't know if you remember the, the, the 1950 Disney animated one all that well, but the, the stepsisters are definitely not attractive. I wouldn't yeah. say they're like like, you know, wart on the nose witch ugly, but kind of chubby in the face or like no chin or in this version, in Grimm's, they're actually gorgeous. They're described as beautiful and fair of face, but vile and evil on the inside. I'm not shocked that Disney kind of went ahead and just made them ugly on the outside. I mean, you don't want anyone rooting for them. Right. Just a couple of couple of hotties. <laughs> <laughs> evil, evil hotties. Just the this concept of throwing beans or seeds or lentils or whatever in the in the ashes or in the grass it's just a it's just a dick move i mean we saw this <laughs> a few stories ago in the in the white snake where she was just trying to be a dick and just like threw the millet seeds in the grass she's like she's like oh go ahead pick those up and you know gets the ants to do it and that worked out fine but 
man, birds, you got a bird. If you have an animal army. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can, that's you the can pick up here. seeds or beans or whatever you want. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of help from birds here. I don't know if this is where that started with the birds, but the that feels like a really big trope to me that Disney loves with their princesses. Yeah. Snow White did it. So, so much so that I, even in Shrek, they they made fun of it. Oh, did they? I missed that. I, not that I missed it, but it's it's been long enough since I've seen Shrek. Fiona sings and the bird is singing with her, but she hits a note so high that the bird explodes and then <laughs> she steals the bird's eggs. And then that's what they eat for breakfast. <laughs> if I remember correctly, which I, I am pretty sure that I do. You know what? What's I don't know that? if this will leave this in. I saw that movie. I was on a date with Bonnie. Bonnie, I think this was that I, probably before you guys dated. Very quickly with Tales of Teenage Dirtbaggery. Yeah, <laughs> all of our friends seem to have dated all of our other friends at various points, and uh, not this uh, this concept of you can't date an ex of one of your friends was never really done by. Yeah, no, the Amherst Northampton area, at least in the nineties, was very small. It was very small, or at least our you... social group was very small. <laughs> very. Uh active very yeah very active very 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 social <laughs> <laughs> any any small town with a forty thousand seasonal residents okay the the wedding yes first of all the sisters show up at the wedding like which is that's i, I mean i guess i'm not shocked they're ugly on the inside so that's pretty brazen yeah but like so they're processing I think it said they walk in and they walk out. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's like processing and recessing, whatever. But anyway, so they're, they're walking in and two birds peck out one eye on each of them. Yeah. This doesn't stop the wedding. It doesn't send the sisters away from the wedding because they go to do the whole thing. And then as they're recessing, the birds come back and peck out the other eyes on the evil stepsisters. Yeah, because they swap sides. Right. <laughs> and, so wait so like you get an eye pecked out by a bird and you just stay at the wedding and you're just you're like fine. yeah yeah like, that they, was they weird keep their, yeah they keep having the like oh that was that was strange well anyway let's move along yeah <laughs> it yeah, was a fun uh, final bit at the end of the story now i had known broadly about the cutting the toe off because mm. i'd heard about i mean i'd heard about the grim version of this story for like I, I feel like my whole life they, there was yeah. always like this idea there was always i always knew about grims yeah and people say oh yeah the real fairy tale it was the, the same thing with the little mermaid when they're like oh in the real one she turns into sea foam at the end and you know they cut mm. out her tongue and i knew i knew i think about the cutting the toe off i didn't know about the birds and it was just that one last paragraph yeah it's almost like like you got the end they got to the end they're like we haven't done should enough. We, should we punish the stepsisters? We haven't done Let's enough. Let's just have these, up at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing it's... bad happens to the mom or the dad. No, nothing at all. Speaking of the, the toe and the heel. Okay. So, well, first of all, the prince just keeps going through the women in the house. Like, this is def <laughs> it's definitely the house. I mean, it's got to be. But then it gets to Cinderella and he's like, here, try this on. What do you think that shoe looked like? <laughs> it was you know like they they washed it out <laughs> <laughs> just just gave it a, a quick rinse yeah just rinse it off yeah just trying to picture this shoe full of blood in the toe <laughs> and in the heel can we talk about the weirdness with the like i mean obviously there's weirdness with the father but 
three times or the, the two times that she runs away the first two nights of the of the festival and the prince is just casting about looking for her and he's just at one point he specifically says he waits for Cinderella's father to ask him he's like hey have you seen this girl around I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know why it had to be him. It didn't have to be him. All he all he did was say, oh, I wonder if it's Cinderella, which had no bearing on the story whatsoever. It was a really weird addition. I have no answers for you as to why. He was just like, I yeah. got to have a couple more lines in here or I'm out. I, <laughs> Listen, I, I talked it over with the union. <laughs> I need more parts in this play. Um, It's really weird that he goes and he's like, hey, I think your daughter's up there. Why he's even at. No, no he thing. didn't say he didn't. He didn't think it was his daughter. I thought I thought that he did. Did he? I, hold on. I mean, how would how would he possibly know to infer that it's his daughter? Okay, she danced till it was evening, but King says, "I will go with you and bear you company." For he wished to see to whom the beautiful maiden belonged. She escaped from him, however, and sprang into the pigeon house. The king's son waited until her father came, and then he told him that the strange maiden had leapt into the pigeon house. Maybe, yeah, I think, maybe I think it's know. just a reference for us to know that it's her father. Oh, okay. Because I, 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 I don't see any way that anybody, I mean, nobody recognized her. They all thought she was some foreign princess. I thought it was very weird too, but maybe, yeah, yeah maybe that's just, why. He's, just very strange. He's rich. He's just one of those rich dudes that chops down pigeon coops <laughs> on the palace grounds, as one does. <laughs> he wanders out of parties like, hey, missing any strange women? I'll chop down <laughs> a pigeon coop for you. I haven't done it since Tuesday. It's been a while, but (laughs) I'm a very rich man that can afford jewels and dresses for my two beautiful stepdaughters. Tell you what, let me chop down your pigeon coop and I'll buy you a new one. I like it when my stepdaughters are looking good, but my real daughter I have no use for, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Did you have a favorite line here? Our first line that made you laugh? No, I think my fa- my favorite line was probably like, no, there's only a stunted little kitchen wench, which my left, late <laughs> wife left behind where I was finally broke. But um, how about you? Mine was before that. It was one of the sisters. It was early on when the stepsisters come over and one of them, it's just, it's apropos of nothing. But one of them was like, is this stupid goose going to sit in the parlor with us? <laughs> <laughs> I just love stupid goose. I have a pitch for you. Ooh, that's, that's. That's interesting because there's been a lot of pitches for this one. Yeah, no, I know. This was a, this was a fun exercise for me. I have it for two reasons. One, it's an adaptation, and I like the name. Two, story was decent, if not short, but the most fucked up version I could find. Nice. Three, I wanted to see if I could do it. <laughs> it's a Greek version of Cinderella, but it is not ancient Greek. <laughs> it's a more recent Greek. Like- my big fat Greek wedding Greek? Yeah, my big fat Greek wedding Greek. A Greek version of Cinderella called Little Saddle Slut. <laughs> now, <laughs> near as I can tell, a saddle slut is a Greek insult because there's no context in the story. So I don't actually <laughs> actually know. Oh, wait, um, you're, you're, you're telling me an adaptation, not this is not your pitch? No, it's my pitch. I'm oh. going to make a version of this. But no, I didn't come up with Little Saddle Slut. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm explaining that, to you. That That's is an I'm existing saying. Greek. It's, it's an existing Greek. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Adaptation. No, no, By the way, it's written down by a man the name of Edmund Martin Gelder, an English Anglican priest who lived from uh, 1844 to 1885. So not, not Greek, big fat Greek wedding, but yeah. not ancient Greek either. One point he collected a bunch of 
Greek fairy tales, including this one, stuck them all in a book. We should really just collect all of our favorites and put up an ebook because it's all public domain. Everyone that's done this <laughs> in the past has made money. But here's the story of Little Saddle Slut. Story begins with the three sisters and their mom spinning, you guessed it, flax. <gasps> and the sisters say, I've got a fun game. Whoever of us drops the spindle will kill her and eat her. <laughs> so the mom drops the spindle. And then they kill her <laughs> and they die on her flesh. Saddle slut. She refuses to join in on this uh, macabre meal, buries her mother's bones. Uh, she smokes the bones with incense for 40 days, after which the bones crumble and she finds a treasure of garments and coins that had been inside the bones, I guess, where the marrow is. Uh, she puts on the garment, which is glowing bright, and visits the church and just starts throwing money all around. And in one visit, she sees the prince. Prince is like, this woman in glowing dress is amazing, and she seems to have a lot of money. I want her to be my wife. So that happens. They have a baby. The sisters come back, though, when she's all worn out from giving birth. They toss her in a barrel, which I, I knew you would Ooh, like. They I float her down barrels. the river. Yeah, you love <laughs> capital just, punishment with barrels, man. They just floated her down the river? Float her down the river. But she no eventually gets... No, well, that's... And here's where it catches up with them. She eventually gets loose, wanders the wild wood for a while. Uh, praying to god finally god just gives her an enchanted cabin she's perfectly happy uh it cooks for her and you know it cleans her clothes whatever she wants she just says cook for me and a meal appears after a while the prince is wandering around and just finds her they have a little back and forth and then they go home round up the sisters and hew them to pieces nice the end and I think I'd love to have that one as a part of like a trilogy of horror stories from Grimm, which I think we've talked about this a little bit, but like the tales from the crypt tales from the dark side era. Yeah. Where you just have like a, a movie with three little short stories. So this would be part of that. I think you get 24 minutes out of little saddle slut. <laughs> That's all I have though. Do you have anything you, else you want to talk about? Um, No, I mean the, the poems were weird. Especially the first one where it's like when she's talking to the birds just to like pick up the the lentils. Yeah. <laughs> just poetic instructions on how to pick up lentils. Right. She can only speak to them in poem in poem, I guess. I it no, makes as no. much sense as fucking anything else in this story. That's 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 fair. Or yeah. anything else in Grimm's. Draw <laughs> <laughs> a coal and a bean. Oh boy. All right. Well, then without further ado, let's call it. Let's call it. This has been Grimm's story number twenty one. Cinderella, my name is Phil. Yeah, my name is Mike. Sleep tight, and we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.